What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Philly Sports History for October 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is playoff time. It is officially Tuesday as well, so that means it's time for a little dose of positivity slash motivation. And I've been sitting on this one for a while, kind of figuring out where it fit in and if it fit in. Um, and in, in light of all of the current things that are happening with the Sixers, I think it was appropriate, but there is more to that. So let me let you know what it is. I saw a meme and basically it, I guess it was on Facebook, but basically it said, if Bob has a problem everywhere he goes, maybe Bob is the problem. And I felt that that ties in perfectly with what's going on with James Harden right now. This is the fourth time he's done his third time in three years. And if everywhere he goes, he's the problem, maybe he's the problem. Uh, but I think you can. it's not just a James Harden thing. And, yes, that's the easy way to look at it. And we've had our fair share of players throughout Philly sports history that have fallen into this category, looking at a guy like T.O. Uh, it's the very first one that comes to mind. But... It, it, it could, to me, it, it really resonated with a lot of things that are going on in personal life, work life, and everything, and just kind of that whole negativity. Like it's just if every time you do something, you're not getting the results you want, or, or the the end result brings you down, or doesn't forward where you're trying to go. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe try to do something else. And I, I've over the past five to ten years, I've weeded out some people in my life that just. No matter what, there was always drama. And if you're into drama, that's great. But I think you owe it to yourself to try to sort of weed that out and get to where you're going to go, whether that's people in your lives, friends. I mean, unfortunately, even family members. I've been there, too. Uh, Places you visit, places you go, like just don't go there. Jobs and, and I know jobs are some. Sometimes it's hard. So like, if you, it's not easy for everybody to just pick up and find a new job. Trust me. Without going into detail, I'm kind of dealing with a lot of that right now in my own job, uh, both personally and with the people that work for me. But you, can, you do something that's that, that's going to bring some positivity into your life, and don't allow Bob to be the problem everywhere it goes. So so get Bob out of your life. So if if everywhere Bob goes, it's a problem. Bob's the problem. Eliminate Bob from your life. I've eliminated a few Bobs from my life. Uh, So just a little something. Again, I was sitting on that because it it was funny. Like if Bob has a problem where he goes, maybe Bob's a problem. It 100% reminds me of of James Harden and what's going on with him. But I I do think it can apply it to your life. And if something you're doing is just not, it's causing an issue, stop doing it. Move on. Eliminate people. Find something new, and if you can't find a new job, uh, if you're in a situation like that, find ways to sort of have like an outlet. Uh, for me, every day talking to you guys is a huge, huge outlet for me, and allows me to sort of release it and, and get my mind off and, and kind of mentally prep. Believe it or not, a lot of work goes into this, but it, it really does help me. So do get rid of your own Bob in your life. <clears throat> and hopefully you don't hold out in training camp like James Harden, but more on that in a little bit. Quick housekeeping before we go into today's episode. Uh, new Back to the Future last week, we did the Phillies Wall of Fame and the Scott Rowland induction. There will not be a new episode this week. Uh, 
due to the Phillies wild card. Uh, just some of the things I do have going on with work and everything. Uh, I am going to be reposting because we're focusing on the Hall of Fame this month anyway. Reposting my interview with Ken Avalon, the president and co-founder of the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. All of this as we get ready for the induction ceremony in November. Uh, also, and... <laughs> I feel like I say it every day because I have, but go to Philly Goat. I mean, these guys are just on point, uh, just in time for Halloween and the Phillies postseason run. Uh, they have Philly to the Bone t-shirts, which basically is an outline of the Fanatic with his skeleton showing, with his heart is the Phillies pee and a cheesesteak in his stomach. It is phenomenal. I don't know how they come up with these things. Like They just pump out shirt after shirt after shirt after shirt. Go check it out. Get your Philly to the bone shirt. I'm sure I haven't even checked. I'm sure you can probably get a hoodie of it as well. Phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. I, I might get these for the kids. That's how awesome they are. Like It's just the fan, Fanatics outline with the skeleton, Philly's pee, and a cheesesteak. Nothing more Philly than that. So go to phillygoat.com. Use that promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. All right. Getting back to Bob. I mean, James Harden. Uh, the Sixers officially opened up training camp today out in Colorado State. Uh, yesterday they had their media day. James Harden uh, obviously was a no-show. Uh, mixed reports on whether he's going to show up for camp or not. Uh, the, he's not expected, I think, to be there today. Um, but they are expecting the Sixers are preparing for him to be there and sort of be a pain in the ass and be a Bob basically and, and cause problems and cause drama. Um, and, and again, it, it goes back to, and I didn't realize he, he's had issues like missing the beginning of training camp, uh, this past year and, or two years ago in, uh, New Jersey, but it's like third time within three years, he's kind of pushing it. It's, it's starting to become like. Uh, just to get it together. Uh, Daryl Morey said he's still working on a trade. He, he wants to make sure, and rightfully so, it's beneficial for the Sixers as well as James. He did say he's not going to allow personal relationships to get in the way. Uh, and he did say they kind of caught him off guard with the whole liar comment because in 20 years as a front office person, he's always followed through on things. And I think he's got to do what's best for the Sixers. And again, James Harden is soft, man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. So there's your Sixers update. We'll have way more on that tomorrow because I'm sure it's going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of drama out in Colorado today. Um, but there, that's where we stand. Maury said he's still working on a trade. I, I don't know who's going to want to take him, but as long as you're not bringing on like a ridiculous contract, it is what it is. Flyers won last night in preseason against the Boston Bruins. One more preseason game before they open up the season next week. Uh, like I said, I'm very excited to see where this this team is going to go and see these these young guys kind of mature and, and learn how to win and learn how to play. And I'm telling you, within three years, jump on the bandwagon now. Eagles update, Cam Jurgens has a sprained foot. He is week to week. I did see somewhere it might be out a couple weeks, but I don't know. I know uh, I forget the guy's name at this point, but the dude that came in for him didn't really look so hot. Uh, we talked about Winston Justice the other day. Uh, it wasn't quite on that level, but you could definitely see the difference and how it was disruptive. So I'm sure Statlin will, will get that situated in time for next week's game. Uh, the big story of the day, though, was everybody, and I, I don't get this, 
Uh, and like I didn't even realize it was a thing because sitting down at the game, you don't necessarily hear what commentators say. But apparently for A.J. Brown's the, the go-ahead touchdown, a lot of people were saying they shouldn't have thrown for a touchdown there. They should have attempted to run to get the first down, let the clock run out, and then kick the field goal for the win. Um, and then they said to comp- compound it with the taunting and blah, 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 blah. And so I just got to say, you're you're complaining about a go-ahead touchdown with under two minutes left in the game with a defense who should be able to stop Washington and keep them out. And, I mean, yeah, it was a dumb taunting penalty he took, but that taunting penalty didn't make the defensive players not stop Washington and let them go the whole way up the field. Like, it's just a dumb, dumb take, to be honest with you. Like, And I, I know there's some people out there who listen to this who probably agree, but I don't get it. Like, you got a touchdown, you go up seven, they have to go the whole length of the field in order to tie the game, which, unfortunately, in this case, they did. Not so much because of how they had too much time. Our defense just didn't play well that last drive. They tightened it up, obviously, in the, the overtime period, but... The defense kind of let us down there. To me, scoring the touchdown, going up seven, forcing them to go the full length of the field, that was the decision. I mean, you, you never know what happens. Maybe you don't get a first down. Maybe there's a fumble. Like, you just, I, I don't know. I, I like the fact that they stayed aggressive, and I, I think they should continue to stay aggressive. But let me know what you think. Because, I, again, I didn't even know this was an issue until I was listening to the radio yesterday. And I'm like, man, I, I've never heard people complain about a touchdown putting the defense, being able to kind of lay everybody back and let that defensive line sort of just tee off on, I don't know. Let me know. Maybe maybe I'm missing something, and that's why I'm not an NFL coach. But I was just like, settle down, people. All right. It is wild card day. Uh, Phillies, Marlins tonight at 8.08. That just goes to show how much I think uh, the – I don't know if it's so much the series or the Phillies, and they wanted to make sure they were the primetime games. Uh, the Marlins di- did win the season series against the Phillies this year, 7-6. to six. Um, They did beat them four times at Citizens Bank Park, but I do think it's a whole different ball game now. Uh, the Phillies did outscore the Marlins in that season series. Uh, it should be a tough series. Though. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, and I think the fact that it's a divisional opponent I think adds that extra layer of – the familiarity aspect of it, um, uh, especially like with pitching and, and hitting, they know the ballpark, they know the pitchers very well. Um, I, I think it's going to be a battle. I think uh, ultimately, I, I'm not willing to go out on a limb because of how uh, inconsistent Noel has been to say that the Phillies are going to win the first two games of this series. Would not surprise me. Also, would not surprise me to see this go to the third game. I do don't see. The Marlins beating the Phillies in this series. I think a three-game series, the, the Phillies have slightly better pitching. I know the Phillies, are the, the Marlins, the two guys they're throwing out there um, are actually one went 4-0, I think. or The Marlins went 4-0 in games they pitched against the Phillies this year. But again, it's just the way this team is clicking right now, the fact they have the experience, the fact that they're at home for this series, place is going to be off the hook tonight. And I, I just don't see any way the Marlins uh, 
when the Phillies win it at worst in the third game, but with because Nolan being so inconsistent. But yeah, I, I think this has been setting up since probably like July. Like the the Phillies and Braves have been on a collision course for the rematch that they had last year in the divisional series, and and I, I think that's what we're going to end up seeing, and that's going to be a fun five game series. Uh, but I do think the Phillies beat the Marlins. Uh, the, the pitching is just so much better. They, and I do think the Phillies lineup is better top to bottom overall than what uh, the Marlins have. And something to keep in mind, I did see, uh, it, maybe not, obviously not for this round, but Reese was running the bases and didn't look uh, look like he was he was sliding and doing some things out there. So don't be surprised if we might have a Reese Hoskins sighting off the bench at some point in one of the series. But I don't know whose spot he'll take, but we'll see. All right, today we're going to stick with the Phils. And this is one of those things. One of the questions I get asked the most is just about my prep and like how far in advance I plan and things like that. And I'm always a month ahead. And sometimes like I'm, I'm constantly checking things. And, and for this one, I called an audible on it because I thought this was so interesting and it was something that I didn't know. And to me, it's one of the fun things and why it helps me sort of uh, release some stress and, and get my mind right before my day starts and going into work. So this was an audible. And on this day, back in 1883, the Philadelphia Athletics beat the Philadelphia Phillies, known as the Quakers back then, 13-3 to at Recreation Park. Remember, we talked about that. It's uh, out in Strawberry Mansion. It's like an uh, apartment complex now. But the Phillies only managed two hits and had 11 errors. But this was the first game of the first ever postseason Philly City Championship. They called it the City Series, and each year uh, after the season ended, the Phillies and the A's would play each other. Um, at the time, the A's weren't, the American League didn't exist yet, but they were part of the American Association. The Phils were in their inaugural season in the National League. Uh, and I thought this was just a really cool thing that I never even knew was a thing. And they played until the A's moved to Kansas City in 1954. Um, sometimes they played in the preseason, like if the A's or the Phillies were in the World Series. And at that point, it was too late in the year for them to play the game. Uh, sometimes they played preseason and postseason. Sometimes they played over All-Star break. Uh, it was just pretty much city bragging rights. They gave them a trophy. They named the trophy after different people. There was a mayor. Uh, the guy that owned Gimbel's department stores had it after one time. And then there was like a superior court judge they named. It was like a really cool like thing that you, you could never see something like that today because of just the, the contracts and everything like that. But um, basically it was for bragging rights in the city. And like I could see like maybe the Angels and Dodgers doing this or, or the Mets and the Yankees, uh, Cubs, White Sox. But uh, – Basically, they still played after the A's moved to Kansas City. They still played in spring training. And then once they moved to Oakland and the A's had their um, their spring training out in Arizona, they stopped playing. But I, th I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, and on this day, back in 1883, the A's beat the Phillies 13-3 in the first ever game in the Philadelphia City Series for bragging rights between the two baseball teams. There is a nugget of knowledge. And again, that's what happens. I see something like that and I'm like, that is much more to me entertaining than uh, an Eagles game that happened or even like, uh, so, like, I just, those are the things that kind of intrigue me. Like things that 
man, like I could not imagine something like that today, but it's pretty cool that the A's and the Phillies played each other in a bragging rights game, basically. But as I mentioned, it is October. This is our focus on the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame leading up to that induction class. Um, and in honor of the wild card starting today, this is another time I kind of shifted what we were going to do today. Um, and I didn't want to start off with three straight uh, inductees for this year's class, but I thought this was appropriate. We're going to honor and look at 2023 Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame inductee Bill Giles. And I think Bill Giles is one of those guys who has a Overall, a good legacy, but it's mixed for a couple reasons. Uh, he spent 46 years in the Phillies organization, uh, started off as the VP of business operations. And I mean, he's responsible for so many great things in Phillies history. He's the guy that brought Harry Callis in from Houston, the young Harry Callis. He brought him in from Houston, said this is going to be our new uh, announcer. And it wasn't popular at the time. Everybody liked Bill Campbell and by Sam. Uh, so it was not did not necessarily go over well, but Harry obviously won us over. That was all because of Bill Giles. He's also responsible for bringing the Fanatic in from the Galapagos Islands. Um, but he was really instrumental in designing the Philly Fanatic. And like come, some of the initial designs looked more, I, I guess, like uh, the old hip-hop, uh, or not hip-hop, um, big shot that the Sixers had with a flat nose. And Bill's like, no. We need to have that elongated nose. So he was very instrumental in in the creation and birth of the Fanatic. Uh, He actually led the group, was the lead owner or lead investor or or the face of the group that bought the team from the Carpenter family in 1981, served as the general manager from 84 to 87. Uh, and then from there, he was a VP and president, executive VP and president um, before he took over as chairman in 1997. And that's when he sort of soured on in philadelphia because he said we were a small market team we were spending like a small market team even though we were the fifth largest market in the thing and then look ultimately and i tied it into back to the future but we had said that that was one of the things and reasons why scott Rowland wanted to leave was because he felt they weren't spending and treating it like a small market club uh but he was also one of the key uh people that that led to the creation and building of citizens bank park um and then it just didn't stop with the phillies the dude was just a, a, a or is uh a, just incredible in the entire um just city of philadelphia i mean he's worked with the the tourism and chamber of commerce in philly um police athletic league he's actually the honorary president of the national league because his father served and uh was the president so bill giles still hands out the trophy for the national league so it'd be pretty cool to see him hand that back to the phillies again this year uh he's worked with the boy scouts he's won awards for them i uh, said the police athletic league the philly and Philadelphia Anti-Defamation League, uh, his he, the suite, the party suites in, in Citizens Bank Park are named after him, which are pretty cool. Uh, and probably one of the, I think, the coolest things he has, uh, he there's a uh, Bill Giles Invitation, which is a Division II baseball tournament of all the local teams in Philly. Um, like I said, just an overall, just good guy for the community, um, good guy overall for the Phillies. He's done so much for for what this. Team, I like think about 
Phillies when we were kids. Harry Callis, a Philly fanatic. And it, you don't have either one of them without Bill Giles. So congrats to Bill Giles, one of the 2023 Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame inductees. And thank you for bringing Harry Callis and the Philly fanatic to Philadelphia and for all the charitable work you've done. If you want more information on the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame, go to phillyhall.org. If you want information about tickets for this year or this year's induction class, go to philadelphiasportshalloffame.org. Uh, they're always looking for volunteers, so anything you can do to help them out, if you're, you're artistic and can help them set up displays, they're looking for all kinds. Uh, go back and listen to the interview with Ken if you haven't. Um, However you can help out, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated for them. And not so much just monetary, just time. Do research, whatever. If you have know somebody who has collectibles, just reach out to them. It's a great organization. I'm, look, I'm glad we're working with them, and I'm looking forward to this induction class. But today, Bill Giles, congratulations on your induction this year to the 2023 Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame induction class. On this day, back in 1883, the Phils and A's played the first ever City Series game in Philadelphia history. It was the A's coming out on top 13-3 over our Phils. But our Phils look for some revenge, even though it's not the A's tonight against the Marlins as they kick off their wildcard series. The prediction is they win. Uh, James, Bob, whatever you want to be called, get your shit together. And Daryl, let's let's see what we can do to trade him. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be a drama-filled day coming out of Colorado and Sixers camp. Luckily, it'll be later in the day, so it won't disturb me at work. Uh, be sure to go to phillygoat.com and get that Philly to the bone shirt. It's 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 incredible. I, I mean, I love working with these guys. They, like the stuff they have is so good. Be sure to listen to the latest Back to the Future. We talk about Scott Rowland and the Phillies Wall of Fame. It's supposed to be another beautiful October day here in the area, so get out and enjoy it where you can. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Tuesday, and until next time, go Phils.